Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to the latest episode of Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today I've got Naren Hariparantharman, who's the co-founder and CEO of Social Animal. Welcome to the podcast, Naren. Hey, thanks. Oh, thanks, Mike, for having me here. Great. I, I mean, I'm really excited to have you on because if I look at it, you, you've had an amazing career building companies around digital marketing. Do you want to talk through your journey and some of the companies that you've helped um, start and grow? Sure. So I have a degree, a master's degree in computer science. So actually, I should have been uh, into fully into coding, but uh, I switched gears and uh, got into uh, stumbled uh, SEO. Uh, to be very specific uh, in digital marketing and that kind of like got me into this marketing career um, so i did my masters in the us when i landed a, a seo opportunity which uh, seo internship uh, opportunity and then i kind of like loved the uh, way things work uh, and it was fascinating for me and then um, i after like uh, then switched uh, then after my internship was over, I decided, okay, this is my career. I don't want to do coding anymore. And then I start, I went and worked for a, a digital marketing agency in Austin, Texas. And uh, that is where I learned uh, most of advanced concepts of uh, digital marketing and uh, particularly SEO. And we, we used to like uh, do uh, SEO for large uh, um, customers, like many Fortune 500 some e-commerce stores, a lot of interesting projects. And then I, uh, my hometown is India, uh, Chennai in India. So I decided to come back uh, to start my own digital marketing agency. And then I started my digital marketing agency here in um, India and started take, working with clients both uh, in uh, US as well as in India. And most of them uh, B, B2B um, uh, companies and like enterprises. And we were doing like a, a like full full uh, I mean full suite of uh, digital marketing like SEO, paid paid ads, social media, content marketing, everything. And since I have a technical background, I've always been fascinated with uh, uh, with how things how software work, and uh, so that actually helped me in uh, uh, like kind of like looking at like if I could like build something, and. Uh, uh, social animal is something that we put to use uh, uh, every day in our in our uh, work, uh, digital marketing related or content marketing work that we do for the client. So that is when uh, we, we thought that okay, this is a software that even we could use ourselves. So why not we just like uh, build it and start like having it as a separate product, and then uh, kind of like uh, it, it all kicked off from there and this was back in 2016 when we actually uh, launched social animal in its first version it was like very different when it was first launched <laughs> now i think we have come a, a long way and we are basically a data company so we process a, a lot of lot of uh, data it's a huge infrastructure um, so we have uh, close to like 480 million articles in our database and then some 200 million influencers uh, some 500 million Facebook posts and uh, like we add close to uh, a million articles, fresh articles to our database every single day. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's my journey. 
And I love the idea that you built the software to solve a problem in the agency and then realized it was um, something you could actually sell more broadly rather than just trying to start a company on its own. I think that that's, that's great. It was already solving a problem. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So we were like doing like a lot of content research and uh, like we were doing a lot of uh, time was spent on tasks that were taking a lot of time, uh, which could easily be automated. And also Google is good for search, but uh, let's say if you want to find an influencer for a particular brand, um, it's very hard to use Google for that. So we were like trying to do a lot of things manually and then we internally built a, a very uh, like I, maybe a MVP version of a social animal and we were using it. And then uh, it was proving to be like really useful. And then we thought, okay, why not we just like make it into a, like a proper product and then launch it. And uh, that's how, yeah. Uh, so first, like, I mean, we built it to scratch our own each and uh, then a um, lot of people also found it uh, really useful. Awesome. I, I, I'm going to have to ask you this because obviously you've got, you know, really good success both in the US and also in India. I mean, is there a, a difference in terms of what clients want between uh, clients based in India and clients based in the US? Um. No, from from a marketing and uh, social media standpoint, it is uh, more or less same. The only thing is in India, it's it's more tricky. Like, I mean, I would say most of our customers are from the US. Uh, in India, we don't have a lot of customers. Uh, the one uh, in India, the, uh, the requirement uh, might be in local languages. There are like lots of languages here. Mm -hmm. um, so certain things may, I mean, they may need it in a, uh, in a local language, like say there is like Tamil, Malayalam, uh, Telugu, Kannada, Hindi, like a lot of languages. Uh, so, but in English, it's even more straightforward. Uh, so, in the, so we went after the US market because we could do a lot of uh, advanced stuff like say NLP, natural language processing, uh, sentiment analysis and all that. It, it is uh, um, like uh, sentiment, NLP libraries are available uh, easily to process English. But uh, for local languages, it's it's even more harder. So uh, that's so that's the primary difference. But otherwise, uh, uh, the from a marketing needs standpoint, it's uh, more or less the same. And of course, English is also a big here, and enterprises um, like create content mostly in English. So uh, we our enterprises clients here in India uh, use it mostly for uh, their English needs. That's uh, that's fascinating. So let's go back to, to social animals. So you had this tool within the agency um, and you decided to spin it out as a separate company. I, I, I mean, what drove that decision? Were you just finding the cost of maintaining these hundreds of millions of articles too high or was it more an opportunity that you saw? I think it was uh, uh, more of an opportunity because uh, I stumbled into digital marketing and since I think my technology background helped and we kind of like when I did the first version of the software, we kind of like shared it with a few agency friends and all that who f kind of gave really positive feedback. They thought that it was useful. And then uh, I clearly got a kind of a go ahead like, okay, this uh, seems to be something it's not just useful for me other people are also find finding it useful so then um i thought okay let's just like launch it as a proper product so we had to do a lot more uh, like uh, ui ux we need to do a like complete overhaul 
and then uh, we had to like add more sources like data sources because initially we were interested in only not scale, uh, crawling the web in its full scale like how we do now earlier we were just like looking at specific sources that could be of use to our clients and then uh, we thought okay why not uh, we just like uh, crawl the entire web and uh, process popular content and all that and then uh, social animal happened and uh, um, so even now that it's a the, the sources keep increasing like uh, even now we continue to add more and more sources and uh, um, try to so that people can get as much uh, value out of it as 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 much possible amazing sounds like there's been a an awful lot of work since when it was an internal tool to make it a, a tool for other agencies rather other customers yeah yeah absolutely yeah so because internally it could be like uh, we know how it works so from for others we had to like uh, um, get a proper uh, ui ux uh, designer and then just uh, reimagine certain things so basically like turning it into a proper SaaS product uh, mm-hmm. market ready product so that's that, that's what uh, we went after yeah Awesome. And I have to say, when when I first saw Social Animal, I had no idea that it was originally an internal tool. So uh, you've certainly done a great job of making it into a, a proper, you know, SaaS product with, with all the UI that you'd expect if you come to it cold rather than it being an internal tool. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks, Mike. So I, I'm interested, Narayan, when, when you, you started developing um, the product, I mean, what problem were you trying to solve? What was the kind of question people were asking that you needed a tool to answer? Sure. Uh, so when we started, uh, I mean, what problem does it solve? Actually, if you look at the benefit, it saves a lot of time. Like uh, when, when you do content research and then content distribution and content, like uh, reaching out to influencers for amplification, uh like there is a lot of manual work involved so like somebody needs to like just score the web or the social media channels and uh, find uh, like uh, interesting pieces of content what's trending and all that so uh so we wanted to make a tool that will help any content marketer to uh, content marketer or social media marketer to to save a lot of time in their in their day-to-day day jobs so if you ask like what social animal uh, does then it helps uh, it's a content intelligence product that helps uh, content marketing content marketers and social media marketers uh, to like uh, in their entire content marketing journey in the sense uh, content creation content distribution and as well as content amplification so social animal helps uh, like throughout whatever they want to do uh, from from ideation where finding content ideas and then once the content is created, uh, even during that time, like what should be the length of the content, uh, what type of content is resonating well with the audience, um, and deciding what to write. And then once it's created, like where to distribute it to get maximum reach, and then also like uh, like reaching out to influencers and building relations with them and uh, amplify the reach of the content. So it can it can help in all this. And in addition to this, like uh, people also use social animal to like. Um, monitor competitors, like say what, what's going on with competitors, what content is working for them, or uh, like about like also news um, and all these things. That's fascinating. I, I, in terms of what platforms you're, you're using, I mean, where are you looking for content? You mentioned you keep adding sources all the time, but I'm interested, you know, what are the key platforms at the moment? Uh, sure. So we 
crawl the web and we get articles from across the web so it could be like any news sites to blogs like all all types so once we get the articles we have a, like a data pipeline so we do nlp on them natural language processing um and then we kind of like understand what the article is about and then we extract entities so without even looking deep into the article uh, you will know like okay these are all the things this article is talking about these are all the topics um so we do that and then we look up engagement for each of these articles on primarily four social networks which is uh, facebook uh, Twi- twitter pinterest and reddit and then we we calculate like total uh, engagement and uh, on top of this we also have uh, youtube like uh, we also get uh, data from youtube like what's trending on youtube and uh, um, like also other associated metadata with youtube like views upvotes uh, likes uh, comments uh, number of comments stuff like that so uh, so basically the article comes from varied sources by sources i mean uh, websites as well as we look at social media and if anything is trending or like lot of people are uh, kind of like sharing it if anything is going viral then we will always definitely have it in our database in our content will be added to our database almost pretty immediately that's that's fascinating so you're you're characterizing or categorizing it by topic and then you're measuring if you like how successful that article is or how how much impact it generates by the engagement on social is that is that the right way to explain it yeah that's correct uh, so in, on google uh, it's based on uh, the the articles are ranked based on relevance where uh, the primary uh, like the the signal for relevance is uh, backlinks so mm-hmm. that has been always the case but uh, here we look social signals is our uh, is our primary driver or, or primary signal for uh, for finding popularity so for any given topic so now once we have all these articles uh, for example if you search for coronavirus in the last like say 24 hours we may have like several thousand articles and uh, so from that uh, each of them gets shared in in different ways so probably we we rank it based on the number of social shares so you know like what's what was the most popular content on social media for coronavirus published in the last say 24 hours that's amazing that's that that's really helpful i can see how people can take that and and use that to to work out what they should be writing to get more engagement so that's great i i mean i guess one of the problems that that you face naren would be linkedin because linkedin is famously difficult to um get data from i mean do you think that's something that's always going to be a problem to understand what's happening on linkedin or do you see that changing uh yeah uh, you you're, you're uh, spot on on that so in fact we had linkedin share counts uh, data up until february 2018 that's when all of a sudden without any pre announcement uh, mm-hmm. they just like that cut off the api access to everybody not just us everybody so we after that point uh, you know, in in february 2018 we stopped uh, having linkedin share counts and uh, we started uh, in fact that's the point when we added reddit before then we didn't have reddit and then we thought okay we'll add reddit so uh, yeah linkedin has always been uh, been unpredictable so i don't think there is no reason for them to bring it back on like they already had it and they killed it and it's been like more than 3 years now so i think that's not the case same way we also had uh, engagement data from google plus and uh, so of course google plus has been shut down and so we also had to remove that from our uh, 
from from social animal so we always but look into other other sources as well like whenever uh, there is anything we try to like cover more platforms uh, so i hope like we'll be adding more platforms uh, soon amazing i think um most b2b marketers are incredibly frustrated that they're spending all this money you know marketing and promoting content on linkedin and linkedin just isn't giving them the access to the data i mean you obviously get some access to your information but you it, it's so hard to see what competitors are are doing on linkedin i mean i certainly find that lack of api a real frustration i think a lot of other people do correct yeah but i mean twitter is also big like a lot of the b2b companies uh, also use twitter uh, to share content and all that so uh, of course it's uh, nothing it's not a replacement for uh, uh, linkedin but still you can get a good sense of like uh, what they are up to uh, on other other channels mm-hmm. uh, and also um, overall the content that they are producing what's working for them so so it's it's okay and also when you go to linkedin i mean there are also like some b2b publications right say for example business insider or or uh, websites like that so you could also like have a bunch of websites and see how uh, let's say a brand mentioned in business insider how how's the reach of that particular article or let's say a pr campaign was done um, and so what are all the brand mentions uh, across say b2b publications stuff like that, that those things could be measured using social animal but yeah not having linkedin direct numbers from linkedin is uh, um, definitely a disappointment yeah but that's great advice actually that we shouldn't sit here complaining we should go and look at uh, other ways to get that to get that kind of uh, insight so i think that's great advice and um, sure. you talked about distribution again i think you know that's something that's really clear you you say that you can help people understand which channels are going to give them the most engagement can you just explain a little bit about how that works sure yeah so we are looking at all these like articles published on a given topic or on the website and all that right so you could search and then find uh, like popular content so from that you can also get a lot of insights on uh, we aggregate the data and we kind of like give information on okay so this particular website b2b company has published articles uh, and then how has it performed uh, across social channels so uh, for example uh, a fashion brand or let's say a recipe somebody who's like producing content on recipes that th- those type of content tend to do much better on pinterest uh, compared to say maybe facebook will be second reddit maybe not and uh, twitter may not be that great the engagement on twitter so we kind of like now what i'm saying is uh, just a high level like hypothesis but you can validate this hypothesis by looking at the actual data so you can see okay this is a if you search for a recipe then you can see what are all the content that has been published and where all that has been shared so if say you are a food brand and you are going to create content on recipe probably you can spend more time uh, and engagement on your ad budget on pinterest rather than say spending it on twitter so we we kind of help in understanding that and also we also try to give more insights on what type of content works so we look at um, say for a given keyword you can find we we also categorize what are all the different types of content being produced so for example if the keyword is uh, um, say again some recipe and then we can we will know whether it's a article or a video or a or a image or is it a Uh, guide how to guide or if it's a quiz so we have like different type we categorize content on like different we classify 
content into like different uh, types. So, and then we aggregate numbers and we can tell you, okay, uh, videos are really getting more engagement than long form articles or like say uh, short articles. So we can give insights like that, which you can use, we can, which you can apply in uh, spending your efforts in the right channel that will give you like maximum bang for the buck. Well, that's amazing. That sounds like you're not only saving time, you're also helping people understand where they should spend their time or where they should focus to be more efficient. So that's great. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the last or the third, the third element is understanding influencers. And, and here, I think a lot of the, the people listening to the podcast will think, well, I'm working in B2B in a very niche area of engineering or something like that. You know, how can I find that there's probably not that many influencers? How can Social Animal actually help me find influencers in a, in a very specific niche? Sure. So we have two influencer modes, in fact, actually three influencer modes. So you can, uh, even if it's a, uh, it's basically a keyword, right? So you, yeah. you search yeah. for a keyword and you can, uh, for in the niche or like a bunch of keywords and find uh, three types of influencers. So how we classify influencers is uh, one, we do a, a Twitter, Twitter search. So you can do a Twitter bio search. So you can find uh, if, let's say, they are in the, for example, in the welding industry, which is which may not produce a lot of like uh, shareworthy content. In that case, if you search for welding, then you see who are all the people who have mentioned welding in their in their Twitter bios, and uh, you can we sort it based on the number of followers. So you can see like who are really influential in welding by the sheer numbers. So that is first step, and then we give a lot of filters where you can also narrow down by lo location by number of uh, followers and then whether they have a particular URL on their bio and all that. So, so we give advanced filters with which you can narrow down on influencers. That's one. And then the second, even more powerful way to find influencers is we have a shared content mode. So uh, in that we kind of like give influencers who, uh, who have shared content that, that has gotten a lot of uh, reshares or engagement that contains a particular keyword. Um, so that that's the niche that you are in so for example let's say if you're looking for chef if you search for twitter bios for chef some hollywood actor would have just mentioned chef but in the twitter bio and they will show up on the top because of their sheer number of followers but uh, they are not really an influencer in cooking or or anything related to that so so when you do a shared content mode a search in shared content mode we look for content shared by a particular user that gets uh, that has the word chef so for example if mike shares a content on the ways i mean the best chefs in the world something like that and let's say it got a lot of shares then we'll list mike as an influencer for chef so so this is really powerful in finding people who are driving real engagement for in the in your niche so that is one and then uh, the third mode is the author mode so we we also gather data from within the articles we have the author author boxes right so we have information like who is the actual author who has created this particular piece of content. And uh, so we also rank them based on how much shares this author has gotten in that particular industry. So that is super useful. And on top of this, we also have some filters, school filters like journalists, right? So if you search for a keyword and if you are look, uh, if you want just journalists, so we have a filter and you can find journalists in that particular who is covering journalists who are covering news in your particular niche 
Wow, that, that's really cool. And I think particularly for PR agencies like us, you know, the the ability to find out very quickly what journalists have written about recently is, is super helpful. So that that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested. I mean, you obviously started this as a, a project within an agency. Who would be your, your typical customer now? Or do you not have a typical customer? Are there lots of different types of customer? Uh, yeah, we do have lots of different types of customers, but I would my bucket them mostly into content marketing and social media marketing teams in uh, small or medium businesses and enterprises. So th- those are our uh, primary I mean, they, they constitute a large percentage of our customer base who are mostly like, uh, who, who, who take content marketing seriously because somebody who's just doing it as a hobby may not be really interested in like growing their, getting leads or like growing their audience through content. So they may not be the great fit, but usually like uh, businesses, small and medium businesses and enterprises uh, do these days take content and social media seriously and those are the people who can actually uh, save a lot of time and uh, also get a lot of insights and monitor competitors there, there are like several several use cases yeah so I, I'm interested you said to you know, anyone from small business to enterprise I mean is social animal an expensive product then it's got so much so much functionality it sounds like it should be um, you know quite quite an expensive product uh not at all actually it's like uh, so we uh, have like uh, the saas product has like three tiers so the lowest plan is like it's just 49 dollars a month and then there, we have an agency plan with with the uh, facebook features and multi user access and all that so that is a 199 dollars a month and uh, we have enterprise plan which is 499 so compared to products in the market with like similar features you would see that it's social animal is uh, definitely more affordable and uh, particularly for agencies, since they will be handling multiple clients, uh, the agency plan is like just they just need one subscription and they can invite up to five team members and they can use it. So we have like a lot of customers in, in, in that segment who are like making social animal to use. Wow. That's I, I mean, that's great. And particularly if you've got multiple seats for that price as well. That That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess the other thing is, I mean, you've got all this functionality. Is it quite difficult to learn how to use Social Animal or, you know, how do people pick up the, you know, the different features and how to make use of them? I mean, it's pretty intuitive. Like we always try to make the UI and UX like as simple as possible. So it is pretty intuitive, but like I mentioned earlier, like it's also, uh, there are like multiple use cases. So Social Animal can be used for say content research, and then finding influencers, find monitoring competitors, um, and then like finding places where to distribute the content, and then uh, con- keeping uh, up to date on industry news, trends, events, which is like content intelligence, and then finding insights on like what content is working, what are all the top domains for a particular keyword, and then uh, who are all the top authors for a particular topic in a niche. Or, um, and then like, say, for example, content curation, like uh, what are all the content, I mean, um, to establish somebody as a thought leader, they may not just create their own content, but also share other people's uh, content. So these are all multiple use cases. So we have uh, customers who may not be using all the features. They may be using something uh, more heavily. For example, if it's a PR agency, then they are more into influencers. They want to find journalists. Mm -hmm. Uh, stuff like that but uh, if uh, it's more like a blogger then blogger is interested in finding content ideas 
so i think it's more like a that's why we i mean kind of call it like a it's a it's a swiss army knife for content marketers so you there are like a bunch of tools you may need you may use it however you like there is no limitation on any one of these tools or any of the subscription so it, it comes as a suite so like i mentioned uh, all these use cases are possible with social animal and you uh, based on the use case like people use it in different stages of their content marketing and social media activities that's awesome so i i mean if people have a tool like this i'm i'm really interested you've obviously you know through the tool seen an awful lot of activity on social naren do you have any tips or advice on what really works well on social that maybe some of the you know the people listening to the podcast could use to improve their presence on social sure yeah so i mean from social media standpoint uh, there are like few things like first one is uh, choosing the right channels right that itself is super important so it depends on where your business is or where your customers are like i gave a example earlier if it is uh, say a, a food business or if it's a fashion business then I, they might get better returns by focusing on pinterest rather than uh, say twitter for example so this i i'm i'm now giving a very high level like <laughs> how to choose the right channel so that's where a tool like social animal can help so when somebody is before doing a, a com- complete campaign strategy they should pick the right channel and focus their energy there and then move on to other channels rather than just spraying and praying um, just to see like what works what sticks so that's not uh, the way to go so based on data there is data available out there that, uh, and you can look at like see what competitors are doing and another advice would be to like monitor competitors and brands that do really well on social media and try to do understand like what is working for them and try to maybe take a lesson or two from their book and just implement it so that is one and then uh, also like keeping a track of everything like so benchmarking and then like you publish a content like how is it performing and uh, let's say somebody else is publishing a content on the same topic if they are getting more engagement what have they done differently is it like the content itself or is it the distribution so that uh, today with tools like social animal it's easy to kind of do this at scale like look at uh, understand the metrics for a particular any campaign and also one basic advice that most people don't follow is not being consistent like being consistent and like trying out a strategy because social media it takes time right to build the audience to build a following and then it's about building relationships so just like publishing a piece of content today on like or sharing it on social media and then just like coming back after like uh, three months and sharing on more piece uh, nothing is going to i mean it's not going to help so the cadence everything should be maintained and uh, engagement should be monitored and like i mean different uh, i mean trying different schedules on like when to share content so all these things should be tried and also be consistent that will help in uh, growing your social media audience yeah well, that's that's brilliant advice so thank you for that so uh, I, I'm just interested, you know, we, we've covered an awful lot. And actually, I, I could have kept asking you questions for hours. I think it's, it's really interesting what you're doing. But is there anything else you think we should have covered in this interview that I've maybe missed? Um, not much. I think we kind of like touched upon a lot of things. So, yeah. So one other thing that we have also been doing recently is, uh, so we realized that people use our data more than outside of even marketing so we have apis so we launched apis 
and uh, our apis are being uh, are used by a lot of products to to get our data into their product so that is something interesting so if let's say a b2b agency wants to build a, a custom dashboard for their for their customers or for their for their clients to show like a, let's say top industry news let's say their let's say a b2b agency or let's say a pr agency or uh, a b2b agency is has a healthcare client and they want to show all healthcare related interesting content in a dashboard then they could build a pro, build this i mean we we give our data through apis and they could build this dashboard in like under a week and just sell that to their uh, to their clients so that is something now we have we have launched uh, i mean we have, we have we have api customers who are using it for this particular use case and uh, we found it really fascinating because uh, we did not have an api and uh, people came and asked us uh, do you do you have an api and we were like uh, interested and we, i mean I, i set up meetings with them and i asked like okay so if we give the api what will you build and that was like really uh, that opened opened up a lot of interesting ideas so so that's something i would say like uh, a- apis can be used to build products or like uh, custom apps for for clients and we also have one like you know like buffer and hootsuite right like mm-hmm. that there is a there is a social media management product called post planner post planner is one of our api customers so so uh, they pull data from us and they give to their audience for curation like interesting content to curate with one click their users can curate so things like that so uh, now we are seeing uh, our data being used even outside of marketing which is like super fascinating that's that's really interesting and uh, yeah clearly we need to get working at napier to to make use of some of those business ideas um sure. so <laughs> i, I I mean, I assume people who who have heard this are very interested to find out about social animals. So, if somebody wanted to to learn more about the product, you know, is there a, an opportunity for people to go and try the product online? Yeah, sure. So they can go to socialanimal.com, and then we have a 14 day free trial. So they can just try the product and see like all the, whatever features I mentioned. Like they can use everything, and they can see uh, how it works for 14 days. and then they can then take a call and then if you have any questions like they can directly email me uh, at narayan@socialanimal.com n a r e n @socialanimal.com wow that's that's very kind to give out your own email address so uh, <laughs> yeah um but i'm sure a lot of people will want to go try it out well naren i mean thank you so much for for your time on the podcast it's been fascinating i really appreciate you being a guest Yeah, thank you so much Mike uh, for having me. Have a have a great day. And you, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.